Hey, friend. Welcome to Call Me Donovan. Now, first thing I want to do is I want to address the rebrand. Um, I just, the original idea behind DDP, and I may have explained this before, but I'm not entirely sure if I have, so I'll, uh, if, if you've heard it, just please bear with me. It originated, DDP did not stand for Donovan's Damn Podcast. It literally was Donovan's Daily Podcast. And the idea at the time, and this was 2019 actually, was to just talk about things, current events, etc., whether it was anything around here locally where I live or if it was something on the national stage, not so much international stage, but, you know, it was just, it's supposed to be about a 15, 20 minute podcast. And, um, and then mom passed away. And I actually had an acquaintance of mine that I met on Facebook. Uh, The guy's a retired uh, postal worker. And he recorded one for me during uh, during that that phase when, that time, it's not a phase. I mean, you don't, dying's not a phase, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so I didn't do it for a little while. And then I was like, well, I know that I don't have the stamina uh, nor the the mental fortitude to try to do it daily because every single time I've tried to do a daily podcast, I burn out. So I renamed it to uh, I, I did because I'd already you know already had the the DDP thing and you know you put a lot of effort into creating the artwork and this kind of stuff and then you change your mind. I should know I I do it a lot and you're like well everything I just did. Psh- Shit can that start over. So I wanted to keep the DDP, so I just, I was like, oh, Donovan's Damn Podcast, or it could have been Donovan's Dang Podcast. But anyway, I just decided I have callmedonovan.com. Whether I'm going to spin that up as a website again, I don't know, but I'm just transitioning. All of the DDP episodes have now, quote, been rebranded. I've even put it in the title, formerly DDP. It's now Call Me Donovan. So this is going to be the personal, still the personal podcast where I talk about my my uh, my sober journey and other little things that are going on with me. Just like, as I've said before, you and I are sitting at a bar having a non-alcoholic beer, or we're sitting in a cafe, a coffee shop, a nerd cave, whatever, and just talking. So with that, yesterday was my 65th day of sobriety. Woohoo. Yay me. Uh, is this the right pad? Yeah, it is. Ups and downs, as I've said before. Um, some days are harder than others, especially with this heat, man. There's just a sort of a nostalgic feeling of when I, I walk out of the house toward my, my office and there's there's a haze in the air and I'm like, oh man, this would be a great day to have a beer. But I have to beat that down knowing that, you know, no can't do it. I have thought about getting some non-alcoholic beer, but I'm afraid that's just kind of like a gateway toward allowing myself to slip back into old habits. And granted, non-alcoholic beer does have alcohol in it, but it's so minute that before you could ever get a buzz off of it, you'd probably have to drink a hundred bottles of it. (laughs) So... And if you can do that, more power to you. So yeah, uh, the, the weight's not really shedding 
like it has in the past. So not sure what's going on there. I, I've been watching what I eat, and, and no, before you make the joke, I'm not just simply watching it as I shove it into my face, but I have been watching what I eat and, and trying to minimize the, the calories and the types of foods and et cetera, et cetera, but actually bought me some granola bars last week, so I'm having that as breakfast with my two cups of coffee. But yeah, the, the weight's just, I don't know, and I'm not really bothered by it that much, it's just... I, uh, in previous times when I have abstained from drinking for any amount of time, any extended amount of time, I should say, I, I started seeing an, an immediate drop of three, five, and then 10 pounds, but no, I'm not seeing it this time. And, you know, maybe it's due to my age. I am older now t- at this very moment than I've ever been before in my life. So, uh, also... As much as I've enjoyed doing it and as much as uh, I've enjoyed the amount of work and effort and the creative aspect that came along with it, the RadioFreeGA.com, which is for Radio Free Georgia, I'm shutting it down uh, August 20th. And the reason why it's such an arbitrary date is because it's no secret I'm running I'm running this radio station through Live 365, and that's my that's my billing date. And I don't know if this is just a knee-jerk reaction for me. I've done this before. But for my for my business and for me and for the household, since I am the only one bringing in, I'm, I'm a, we are a single-income household. I do a, f- a f- forecasting spreadsheet. I don't budget, not in that sense, but I do forecasting. And I usually try to do it six months out. So I plug in... You know, I have all my accounts. I have my business account. I have my home account. I have my other business account because I have two two checking accounts for business. And the reason why is because I do all of my deposits for anything. If my clients pay me by credit card, that's great. But I have some large invoices that I don't allow to be paid by credit card because it takes a chunk out of the money that I would get. Yeah, it's convenient, but no. So I still have to do deposits. I have to do do check deposits. And so I do it with a mobile app. Well, when Truist became my bank, their app just started sucking. You know, nine times out of 10, it would error out about not being able to see something on the check, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I use Capital One and I have less than 1% issues with it. And and usually if it comes back, it comes back and it complains, I can... I can fix it, so it's not a big issue. So anyway, point is, I do I do forecasting, and when I start seeing my revenue and expenses, my expenses up and my revenue down. I mean, my revenue staying about the same, but it's it's what's left over at the end of the month. I start getting a little skittish, a little worried, and so I start I start doing away with ancillary expenses. And granted. I can write off the expense of what it takes to run the radio station. Normally, I think it's around $60 a month. I got a discount code, so for like the first three months or something, it was uh, around $45. But that that $45 can buy pizza that we can eat on for like three, uh, three months. Wow, we don't eat a lot of pizza, do we? For about two to three days, because there's only three of us here now. As I've said before, my two my two boys, they're on the West Coast. One's in California, one's in Washington. So it's just me, my wife, and my daughter. And I looked at it, and I was like, 
it's hard for me to justify even spending $45 on something that is not generating one iota of return as far as income. The package that I was using, I have to run the Live 365 ads. I'm supposed to get a cut of that. Honestly, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I get this in my head and I'm like, well, I try to localize it, right? But anybody that wants to listen to music already have so many other options. I don't even understand how traditional radio stations are still continuing to make money. I'm not sure they do. I remember listening to Tom Likas several years ago in one of his podcast episodes talk about the fact that they are billions of dollars in debt, and he's not even sure how they continue to operate. And I did. I I previously had floated to the Tifton Talks group, you know, I want to start an online radio station uh, that can cater to the local market. What do you guys think? What do y'all listen to? And pretty much I got crickets except for people were like, yeah, if I want to listen to regular radio, I listen to so-and-so over in Albany and blah, 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 blah. So I, I knew going in that it was probably a lost cause. But the takeaway, there's a there's a silver lining for me. The takeaway is I learned a lot about the automation software that I was using. It's free. It's called Radio DJ. I was using the 2.0 version. Uh, how to source the music, how to set up the track rotations, how to make it sound really professional. At least it it sounded professional to me. And so hopefully I can take the the two months, almost two two and a half months of running this station and what I've learned, and parlay that into something else. I don't know. Maybe maybe my core IT business. Who knows? Maybe into the podcasting. Who knows? So it's not all the lost calls. Would I have loved to keep doing it? Yes. I I wanted to do the traditional morning show, like the morning zoo, but I'm a one-man operation, and nobody, this, this is what happens when you don't have a group of friends. I don't have anybody I can call on that I jive with that we could key off of each other and do a morning-style show. I mean, I was even willing to do, you know, foot the bill for the call-in service. There's a company called Call-In Studio. It's it's a bit expensive. You have to pay roughly $10 a month just for the telephone number, and then it's three cents a minute. And that three cents a minute is you have to connect. Now, they eventually did create a web RTC so you can do it via the website, but they still charge you. So there's an inherent cost of having that morning zoo call-in show where you want to interface with people. I've got the setup to do it, but I just don't have anybody that can work with me or even is interested in doing anything like that. So I think I've painted myself into a corner of always being a lone wolf, and now I can't get out of always being a lone wolf. Because, I mean, the friends I do have, I can count them on one hand, and they are not interested in doing any of this. At all, most of my friends are in into uh, they're they're into tech, whether they run their own companies or they work for a, a fiber internet company or they've just abandoned tech altogether and they're a groundskeeper for uh, a church of God, which is cool. I have no problem with that. None of them care about getting on a mic and saying a damn thing. None. So. Shutting down the radio station, like I said, I hated to do it, and and maybe I'm just being skittish because I always realize I'm I'm the loss of one client away from being in financial 
trouble, and I don't like that. And honestly, the 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 clientele that I have, they are fantastic. They are good payers. We've got a great rapport, but I can't find many more like them. If I had two or three more just like them, I wouldn't worry. Of course, then I wouldn't have time to worry about a radio station. So <laughs> there you go. I'm not getting any younger. So the, the radio station idea also was something that I was hoping I could parlay into eventually replacing my income as an IT professional. Because I don't know what the next five or 10 years is going to hold for me in that. I mean, in 10 years, I'll be 63. I'm hoping I can retire. I want to take early retirement. I've done the numbers. I've looked at it. It makes no sense unless the Republicans gut Social Security, and that that's not for this podcast. I, I, I'll bitch and gripe about that on Don Talk. But I want to be able to retire and, and then just do things that I don't have to worry about. If I piss somebody off, they, they withhold my money, you know. But anyway, radio station's going dark August 20th. I, I am less sad. But let's see, is this... Maybe one day I'll I'll remember the uh, the sounds I have on the pads. Other thing, uh, this week started off with a bang. Actually, today is Tuesday as I'm recording this. This is August first, 2023. Yesterday being Monday. Good gracious, when it came to tech issues, um, and wanting to have meetings to discuss uh, projects and stuff like that. I mean. Other than the the small little piddly things that I have to deal with on a daily basis, which is, you know, is great because I can do it all remotely. I hardly ever leave the house. Um, last several weeks have just been kind of like crickets. Like that. <laughs> so yeah, it started off with a bang. And I and I enjoyed it. It was it was nice to get out of the house. Go sit and, and interface with some customers and uh, not not trying to fix problems that are torn up. Though that did start out yesterday. I, I had a situation where we've been plagued with this particular problem on these two workstations. And I went through last Friday afternoon and completely uninstalled all of the, the software that was causing the issue. I used Revo Uninstaller, so it would get rid of all of the the traces of it physically on the system as well as in the registry. Then I did an in-place upgrade of the same operating system version 22H2 Windows 10. And after that was done, did all the updates, reinstalled the software, everything looked great, except I get a notice yesterday that a certain function was not functioning. And it took me it took me about an hour to finally stumble because tech support for this software was non-existent yesterday, I called twice and was on hold each time for roughly 20 minutes, and I gave up. And so I did some comparisons, and then I figured out one of their tech support people. Well, let me let me back up. In the original documentation for installing this software, it said to run the setup as admin, run with administrator privileges. That's the way I've always done it. One of the last times I had to interface with a tech support person, somehow or another this came up, and they flat out told me, yeah, you don't have to do that. Matter of fact, we we recommend that you don't. Well, you know what? If you don't run this particular software with admin privileges, it causes the problem that we were plagued with yesterday. So as soon as I went in and changed the properties and told it to run this as administrator all the time, bam, 
Problem solved. So, yeah. And, you know, late yesterday afternoon, had another quirky thing, fixed it this morning. So, yeah, this week's already been busy, and it's only Tuesday. Uh, Selling the old home place. I think I may have talked about that. Still in the process of doing that. It is going slow. Um, We are at that point where the guy who is a friend of mine who is trying to purchase it, uh, we're waiting on the appraiser, which I find funny because this property was appraised in 2020 when I had to basically refinance it because my mom left me holding a debt on it. So they appraised it then. Now it's 2023. My wife's afraid that it's gonna something's going to go wrong with the appraisal and it's going to tank it. I'm like, I'm not going to say that that can't happen, but I don't understand how we can go from it being appraised in 2015, being appraised in 2020, and there was only about a $3,000 difference there. And then with the way real estate has done nothing but go up for it to crater in 2023, if anything, it should stay steady or go up. What I'm asking for the property is not what I wanted, but I just need it off of me. And so the appra- the last appraisal value is is $12,000 more than what I'm asking. So I don't I don't think there should be a an issue. But we're waiting on the appraisal and then my friend and I have decided, you know, I'm going to pay for the roll-off container, but we're going to have a roll-off container drop because it's a bunch of crap that they don't want, we certainly don't want. We're going to throw away a good majority of it. Some of the good pieces we're going to give away. There's a We've, we've got this uh, here in Tifton and in Fitzgerald. We have this thing called Brother Charlie's where they'll take your stuff and they'll, they'll sell it in their own thrift shops or they'll use it for families in need and stuff like that. So if it's, if it's good furniture, things like that, clothes, they'll take it. So we're going to give what we can to them. But the rest of it has got to go away. And then we're going to be under a time constraint to get that done because they charge you not not only it's one of these things where it's x amount of dollars per ton x amount of dollars per week and probably whichever one is higher is the one they're going to try to take out of your ass so there's that so we'll see my son tyler is coming to visit on uh, august 30th going to be here for about a month so i'm hoping this doesn't get extended out to that but if it does at least i'll have an extra pair of hands uh, to help because my friend said he's going to get his two boys. Hopefully they're going to help. And then our respective wives will probably just, and of course my daughter will be a part of this. They'll probably just sit there and go, keep that, throw that, keep that, throw that. You know, who knows? We'll see. And finally, this is yet another reason why I want I want to sell that place is I have to maintain two, two yards. And I've said this before, I'm pretty sure. If not, this will be the first time you're hearing it. I had to buy a lawnmower and keep it chained up over at that property and go over there about every two weeks to cut it. So I have to go over there and cut that. I have to cut this. I'm giving the lawnmower to my friend. When he buys a property, I'm like, dude, you get a new lawnmower. It's not new. I mean, it's about two years old, but you know, you get a lawnmower and you get a... Here, have the lawnmower. I can't use it here. I could use it on the, the front, but I can't get the lawnmower into the backyard because we have a privacy fence and I don't have a, a large gate. I have a Troy-built 30-inch riding lawnmower that just barely fits through the gate. That's what I use to cut this 0.97 acres that I have here. Over there is almost two acres, and that is a 42-inch tractor style. Well, I went to cut the grass here, and last week I had a flat tire, 
I bought a new tire. Turns out it was the wrong tire. After I went through the efforts Saturday of trying to get, I got the tire off to put the new tire on, discovered it was the wrong tire. It was actually a flat free. It was a hardened rubber. It just didn't work, even though it was the same size. So then I figured out how to try to get that tire to hold air. I'm like, great, maybe I can at least get the backyard cut. And I went to engage the blade and the belt to the blade broke. Had this happened in 2021, I attempted to put that bastard of a belt on and couldn't get it on there correctly. So we have this company called Chris, uh, Chris's Mower Clinic. They will actually come pick your lawnmower up, work on it, fix it, bring it back. So I had no choice. I had to do that. I had to call. So they have it now. My yards here look like shit. Hopefully I'll get it back and hopefully it won't cost me an arm and a leg. Last time it was $125, $130. I told him, I said, look, um, I think the left back tire is losing air. Can y'all check that for me? Do what you got to do to fix that. Put a new belt on it and give it a once over. Change the oil, grease everything. Just regular routine annual maintenance. You know, I'm look. I'm I'm thinking probably two hundred bucks. We'll we'll see. Still cheaper than trying to pay somebody to cut these yards. All right, so that's it. I've I've gone a little bit longer than I wanted to anyway. I always say that. I know, but thank you, friend, for listening. And if you have any comments on this particular episode, you can email me. That email address is don at callmedonovan.com. and Donovan is spelled D O N O V A N. Like Donovan the singer, you know, Mellow Yellow. So Don at callmedonovan.com. Drop me a line. Tell me what you think. I would certainly appreciate it. So until the next update, this has been Call Me Donovan. I am Donovan. You take care of yourselves, and we'll speak soon.